Monday and welcome back to the Classy Chicks podcast. So before I get started, um, I have to admit something kind of embarrassing. I don't know how many podcasts I've recorded over Zoom. I've recorded a lot of podcasts over Zoom, probably upwards of 100. And I've never forgotten to click the record button until literally just now. I was halfway through a podcast and then I realized I'm pretty sure this isn't recording because I did not click the record button. So you're getting the second round of this podcast being recorded. Um, As I'm sure you can tell by now, it's just me. It's just me, Savannah, here on this podcast. And I'm going to give you a little bit of an update on the Classy Chicks podcast and then get into a short topic for today. So the update for the Classy Chicks podcast is that it's just me. That's not hopefully that's not a bad thing. You know, if you, if you guys were here for hope, um, and you don't want to listen to me talking about the, the, um, how to be feminine, how to be pro-life, how to be Catholic in our world, then you can feel free to unsubscribe, but I want to explain why this is. So there is, there's no drama. There's no maliciousness behind this. Um, Hope Miller was one of my friends from back home from the Chicagoland area. We've known each other for years and we both did very similar work. Well, Hope is transitioning into working full-time for the pro-life movement um, as I've been doing for a few years. And she has just decided that, you know, continuing this podcast will be too much on her plate. And I definitely think that that, you know, that's something that we've talked about actually in this podcast being aware of when you have too much on your plate. And so I think that was a very, it was a very mature choice of her to step up and say, um, Hey, I think this is too much on my plate. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, disconnect from this podcast. Anyway, that being said, um, I wish hope the best on all her endeavors. I know she's going to do amazing things. I'm sure we will reconnect later in life. Um, but also, as you know, I, I'm in Florida. I moved to Florida a few months ago and, um, See, she is in Chicago, so she is going to have a lot to talk about with the Chicago pro-life movement, and I'm going to be um, discussing a little bit more, you know, the pro-life movement in Florida, the pro-life movement um, from Chicago to Florida, like the differences, because as you know, I'm still working for Illinois Right to Life remotely, but um, I also have some really exciting changes that are going to be happening in my life that I'll talk about pretty soon. So that's a little update. Um, I also want to mention the the format of this podcast is going to change a bit. So how that how this is going to work is every week I'm going to either be discussing a topic on my own or I'm going to have a guest on. And I'm really excited about the guests I have lined up for the next few weeks. Um, some friends that I've known for a long time who are doing great things either in the Catholic Church, the pro life movement, um, who are you know maybe living out their morals very well in this trying time, um, and. So I'm either going to be having a guest on or I'm going to be doing a solo podcast on the pro-life movement or femininity or living as a Christian Catholic in our world. So I also want to encourage you. I've gotten a few voicemails. I'm not going to answer those today. I'll probably answer those in a later podcast episode. But if you have any questions about something that's timely or something that, you know, something that's timeless in the Catholic church, in the Catholic faith um, or in the pro-life movement, feel free to call in. I would love that. Um, You can even say on the voicemail, if you don't want it to be played, or if you don't want your name to be said, I won't, I won't say it. 
Um, but I, I love, I love hearing that. I love getting voicemails from people. So that's super exciting. I'll probably answer those voicemails in the next podcast or in the next few podcasts. But today I just want to get on here shortly because this is going to be a shorter one just because it's, it's just me. And there's, there's just a few things I want to address. So what I really want to address is what happened last Sunday, um, July 31st with the Latin mass community in Chicago. So as you guys have heard me talk about previously, starting in January, the traditional Latin mass was banned by the diocese on the first Sunday of every month. And so a group of us from the Chicagoland area and the surrounding area started doing rosary rallies for the traditional Latin mass. So we would go outside of the um, cathedral downtown every first Sunday of the month and we would pray the rosary and we would you know be a peaceful presence asking our cardinal to give us back the Latin mass because he didn't have he didn't have a reason besides the fact that he said the traditional Latin mass was divisive that the traditional Latin mass which has been around for decades centuries sorry not decades centuries um and it was very random, right? The, the first Sunday of the month, what does that even mean? But we knew what that meant. You know, we knew that he was banning it on the first Sunday of every month. And, but he, but he wasn't banning it on the first Sunday of every month, just to ban it on the first Sunday of every month, right? It was, this was the stepping stone to continue to go further and further and further with eradicating the traditional Latin mass. Well, um, the diocese said, now they said that, Ecclesia Dei communities, which are communities that have been given explicit permission by the Vatican years ago to celebrate the traditional Latin Mass. So these are not particularly diocesan communities, but they're still under the diocese in some way. They had been given permission, but the diocese said, no, you, you also can't celebrate traditional Latin Mass on the first Sundays of every month. So you know what that does? that shuts them down. That shuts down the communities that only perform the traditional Latin mass. So as of, as of August 1st, they announced it, or they, they, they put a sign on the door on July 31st, because it was a Sunday. Um, the traditional Latin mass community in Chicago is shut down just like that. Our Bishop, our one who is supposed to be our leader he's supposed to be guiding us. He is the one who shut down the mass in Chicago. He shut down, a, not, not the whole mass, obviously other parishes can still have mass, but he shut down a community, a community that the faithful go to, to attend mass, a thriving, vibrant community for young people to learn the faith. He shut them down. When I heard this on Sunday, I didn't, I, you know, like I said before, we were kind of expecting it, but I heard this and I was like, this is, this is actually happening. And, and the the funny thing is earlier that day, I I didn't hear it till later that day because, um, you know, it's Sunday. So I was going to mass. I had, there's a bunch of young adults here that I go to breakfast with afterwards. And I didn't hear it until later that day when my, when I checked my notifications and saw everybody posting about it. And then my mom called me and told me about it. But earlier that day at, the breakfast table, it's funny because there's a lot of young people here in Florida 
from different states. A lot of young people have come to Florida. And so a lot of the young people there, we, we went to a traditional Latin mass that morning and then we went out to breakfast together. And a lot of the young people were talking about how um, how traditional Latin mass isn't safe there, right? And, I, and they, were, they were referencing Chicago. They weren't referencing what had happened that day where it had been completely shut down. They were referencing before where it was shut down on the first Sundays of every month. And I was, I was talking to them about it and we were talking about how we're not even safe here in Florida, right? We have a pretty good diocese. Um, the bishop is, uh, is pretty friendly with the people who go to Latin mass, but we're not safe here because if this is going to start happening in one diocese it's going to be a ripple effect and so um I think that we all I think it can be really really discouraging for some of us you know it's discouraging for me sometimes because I don't know how many of you know this but I only started going to the traditional Latin mass about five years ago I grew up going to the Novus Ordo form of the mass and I still do at once not not once in a while I still do probably half the time I go to the Novus Ordo Mass. I don't think the Novus Ordo Mass is invalid. I don't think it's um, worse than the traditional Latin Mass. I just think, I think that both of them are beautiful forms of worship. I think the Tridentine, the traditional Latin Mass, is closer to, you know, it, it's been celebrated for many more years, so it probably has a lot more of the exact verbiage um if you watch mass of the ages you can you can it's a documentary and you can see the differences and um there's definitely a lot of wonderful things about the tridentine mass but i don't think that um that the novus ordo form is invalid or anything but i think that that banning this is devastating for young people because there are so many young going back to what i was saying there are so many young people who have found their communities who have found these wonderful, wonderful priests and you take that away from them, especially when the person who's taking that away is the person who's supposed to be leading them. Talk about confusion. That's confusion to a, another level. So I just really encourage all of you though, we need to pray for our bishop. We need to pray for the bishop in Chicago. We need to pray for bishops around the world and we need to pray for our Pope our leader in Rome, because there, we all know there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that we have no clue about, but what we can do as lay people is to pray and to act by speaking out, speaking out on social media, speaking out when you're having conversations with people. Um, because it's funny. I was, I was just reading this quote. I have a, I have a water bottle with a lot of stickers on it from when I was in high school that I still use. And one of the quotes is from Fulton Sheen, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And I think that that applies in so many different areas of our life. You know, it applies when it comes to this, when it comes to the Catholic faith, the persecution of the Catholic faith, uh, even from the inside, it applies when it comes to the pro-life movement there. It is so much easier right now to be pro-choice in a lot of ways. Um, there, when, even being down here, even being down here in Florida, conservative state, every new friend I meet, everywhere I go, these people, they see my social media, they see what I stand for. And there have been so many people who've just said, I'm sorry, I'm not interested in being your friend if you stand for that. There's a lot of things in life that could be easier, right? It'd be easier to party every day in some ways, right? It'd be easier to just 
go around, um, going to the beach, drinking, doing whatever we want, maybe, maybe living on the streets, right? It'd be easier in some ways because you don't have to pay your rent. But with each thing that we think is easier, there comes a sacrifice. There comes a sacrifice of our morals. There comes a sacrifice of our faith. There comes a sacrifice of our physical well-being. And really living out our Catholic faith consists of weighing those things, right? What is a sin? What isn't a sin? What is the better thing to do? How can I get closer to heaven? And I'm telling you right now, staying silent is not the way. Staying silent can be a sin of omission. We are called to make disciples. We are called to evangelize. We are called to speak about our faith because if we don't speak about it, if we hide this in our heart, um, if we, if we hide under a bushel basket, right, how is our light going to shine? So I guess with this podcast, I just wanted to give you a little update on the format of this podcast. I'm super excited for the guests that we're going to have on. We're going to have some great people on. So stay tuned in the next few weeks. Um, and then just kind of give you a little bit of encouragement. There's a lot of, there's a lot of bad going on in the world right now, but there are so many people, um, who are coming out of this and saying, Hey, like, I don't, I don't, I don't like this. I don't agree with this. You know, there's a quote and I forget how it goes, but it's something like the greatest saints are made in the darkest times. And I really, really believe that. I believe that this is a time when we're all going to, you know, when, first of all, we're all called to sainthood, but this is a time when we're all going to be tested. We're already being tested and we're going to be able to prove, you know, who we stand for. Do we stand for God or do we stand for the world? Because we cannot stand for both. Anyway, thank you for listening to this episode of the Classy Chicks podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And please feel free to leave a voicemail on our Classy Chicks podcast. Follow us on Instagram if you're not already at Classy Chicks Pod. Um, and then follow my Instagram. It's at sav.speakslife. I also have a website, savspeakslife.com and a newsletter you can sign up for. That's all very much about the pro-life movement, but I also post a lot on my Instagram about the Trident Team Mass. So if you're interested in learning more, send me a DM, send me an email, something. I love keeping in contact with all of you all and have a great last few weeks of your summer.